Welcome to episode 31 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast presented by Loyalty Lakers. I'm Aaron. Across the table from me and no longer next to me, my co-host Ben. Benny, how's your week, buddy? Week was uh, stupendous. Um, really, really good. <laughs> uh, really, actually, like a pretty sweet had two badass days since uh since i saw you that were like for the record books for me um i mean we can talk about it if you'd like um, hit me with them <laughs> uh the first was well we it was what i saw you on saturday yeah we recorded had an awesome lunch yep um great great pod and then we cruised to Mystic, Connecticut, yep. and saw Todd's sailboat. Hung out there for a little while. Grabbed some, uh, grabbed some Sift Bakery. Yep. Down in, uh, oh yeah, dude, best chocolate chip cookie you'll ever have in your entire life. Um, then we hit the road, dude, to Virginia, and uh, we went and saw. Bunny's horse, his name is Chronican. He's just like, just beautiful horse. And uh, fun fact, he's actually related to Hannah's horse. Really? Brown. Um, kind of, yeah, dude. Like, we're up in Maine and we're talking and he was telling Hannah about like this horse, her horse. And his name's Chronican from Germany came from this other horse, uh, Cassini, like from Cassini's bloodline. And Hannah's like, wait, what? Like who? And, and Bunny said it again. She's like, that sounds like really familiar. So Hannah jumps on her phone and sure as shit, same, same lineage, dude. That's like, crazy. Yeah. Wild. You want to talk about a small world? Well, doesn't get much smaller than that. So saw our horse. It was super cool. Um, then we ripped to uh, the Outer Banks, man. And we went to Kerala. Is that how you say it? Corolla? Kerala? No idea. Um, Toyota Corolla. Toyota Corolla. <laughs> but uh, but uh, so we, we drive the van out onto the beach, dude, right? Yeah. It's called Wild Horse Beach. And there's these wild horses that are around, but it's like – you know, you're not sure if you're really going to see him. And uh, we posted up there for the day, dude. And you want to talk about just, like, living the dream, man. We had the awning set up. We had our little campsite right on the right on the beach, just, like, cooked some quesadillas for lunch, just relaxed, swam. And then the wild horses come right out, and they're like, you know, 50 feet from us just walking around there's a whole shitload of people like driving in taking pictures of them and i mean we had been there since like 10 o'clock in the morning yeah. so like we had our secure place we weren't moving but it was just it, it was one of the most fun beach days i've ever had in my life and i mean i've had a lot of beach days in my life so um that was unreal then um made our way down to florida um to her to bunny's dad's house and so we've been just kind of 
hanging here in Ocala, which is the horse capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't noticed, there's a, a little bit of a trend. Uh, it's, it's horses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, and it's something that it's on, it's on like limestone. Ocala, Florida is on like limestone. And it's like just under the surface. And yeah. for some reason, Kentucky bluegrass can grow here. And that's what horses need. You know, like it's, they need the grass all year. So yeah. you're basically getting, I mean, that's why, like, we're riding the motorcycles around. Every single home is a horse farm. Yeah. And there's thousands of homes. It's, Jesus. it's, I've never seen anything like it. But, uh, so anyway, yesterday we went to uh, the Crystal River, which is on the Gulf side. So it eventually would reach the um, the Gulf of Mexico. But uh, the Crystal River goes way deep, I guess, like pretty far deep inland. And uh, we went to three. We got we rented a kayak and went to Three Sisters spring which is the clearest water you've ever seen in your entire life um yeah, it's it where the wild. manatees like they, they come and like nest for the winter or whatever i i couldn't believe it man it was like i couldn't really get out of the water it was just like swimming in like basically a fish tank that's what it felt like yeah, swimming in that's a what fish it looked tank. like so um just absolutely gorgeous man like crazy that uh you know the u.s has got some crazy shit to offer as as uh you and i both know and we've been talking about it but uh just a really cool change up of like of i guess activities you know coming from the mountains it's like whoa you know like the only thing I could compare it to was the freaking guy, the hot springs in Yellowstone, yeah. Which they, which they say is scalding, and you're not allowed to jump in. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that it, that's complete bullshit. And they just don't want people knowing that it's just like a hot tub, and yeah. you can jump in these beautiful blue geysers. They say to like melt your skin, but. There's like buffalo tracks or bison tracks going right through it, and it's just like hard to believe that uh, that it's like you know water boils at two twelve. It's definitely not boiling, so don't fucking tell me it's you know will melt you. So, right. um, yeah, not not too thrilled with with Yellowstone National Park. And, uh, <laughs> well. So, so, so when, when I was in uh, when I was in Iceland, because Iceland is obviously known for hot springs and like geothermal pools and stuff like that, I like did some research on um, you know hot springs in the country that you could go swimming because they're all over the place and some of them are natural and then some of them have like man-made like structures that like you know cha- um, you know bring the water into basically like hot tubs and shit and so we found this one. And it was called like the Hobbit hole or something like this. And it was in this tiny little fucking town in Western Iceland, like, like a town of like, you know, probably 
25 people live there and it was right outside the like church in the center of town and it's right there and you know i did some research online and you know nowhere online did it say anything about like you know whether you could go in it or not but judging by the way it was built and where it was built it was like oh you can definitely go in so we get to it and it was just it was not active it was like ice cold fucking water and i think i i think i drove like an hour and a half to get there and then to get there is like oh shit like this thing doesn't even work so we ended up going to uh, another one like a man made almost like spa basically where they had um i think they had four different temperatures and so like the hottest one was was pretty fucking hot but like felt great and then you know they had all varying temperatures but that was cool um and one one other Are thing you, you go ahead that that's wild to me that so did it look like a spring though like was it yeah, still like it, it looks like it's it's a hole in the ground with with you know water coming out of the ground like you can't like see the bottom of it but they had built like they had built like um like stone structure around the outside of it so that like you know it was a circular pool but um and i guess at one time it was an active hot spring i don't know why it's not anymore i wonder so. i wonder if it was still if it was like a spring if it, if it was like but i know like hot springs are very like sulfury like natural hot springs i feel like oh yeah they're always I mean, the, gonna smell dude, like the entire country of iceland just smells like sulfur like the second you get off the plane all you smell is sulfur um which you like you get used to it um but like anytime you run the water the water smells like sulfur you take a shower just smells like sulfur um it's just that's just it's just everywhere but um uh there was one other thing i would oh you're talking about the horse beach um so in in san diego there's um the seal beach which is in la jolla and these harbor seals that's where they go to uh give birth to their pups and like and like um you know, raise their pups for the first couple months they're alive or whatever. I think they spend, I can't remember if they spend the spring and summer there, whatever they come, they come once a year and like they shut down the beach. So part of the year you can walk on the beach up to a point and the beach is like shielded by this uh, marine, this man-made marine wall. Uh, and then other parts of the year when they're, when they're having their pups, you can't go on the beach at all. And so right on the other side of the wall, there's a small little beach called South Casa beach. I think it's also called child's pool or something like that, but I always knew the South Casa beach. And I used to, uh, it was one of my favorite places to go spear fishing because there was a reef right offshore. Um, and it would get down to like 30 feet and you know, there was all kinds of fish around there. So it was good spear fishing. You didn't have to travel too far. It was like super accessible from shore. And, Dude, the seal beach would be, there'd be hundreds of people there checking out the seals. And then literally four, you know, a hundred feet away, there's nobody. So I used to go to that beach all the time. I remember one time I went there and the surf just really wasn't like good enough to go spear fishing. So I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to hang out on the beach. And so I was hanging out on the beach. I was probably high and I, I fell asleep and I woke up and there was two harbor seals like fucking right next, like one literally four feet to my right and another one like three and a half feet to my left and they're just hanging out and I was like dude this is so fucking cool and like eventually people kind of caught on because the seals do go to that beach as well and like you can get within you know two inches of them because you know there's no there's no protection on that side of the wall which is kind of shitty for the seals because once people figure out that they're there like 
you know, people just flock and they like get in their faces and shit. I was just taking a nap and woke up and these things happened to be there. <laughs> like, this is so fucking neat. Um, but so that, that's that your, your story about the wild horse beach really, really kind of reminded me of that. It's, it, you know, it's human. Uh, is there any, is there any threat from seals? Like, would they ever like bite uh, you if you came nah, near your, dude. their young or whatever? I, I mean, they would definitely, no. Cause typically what they do is they just kind of run into the water. You keep, or, you know, flop into the water. Keep in mind, like, they are not agile. Harbor seals, anyways, are not agile on land whatsoever. Like, because they have, you know, short flippers. They basically just flop around on their stomachs until they get in the water. In the water, they're super agile. Um, but I saw a bull. I think they're called bull seals. Like a, a big male harbor seal had to have been probably five feet long. Big, big fucker. One of the biggest ones I've ever seen. I was out uh, diving with uh, our pal John Riley, and. Um, we were just kind of on the surface, like looking down into the, like the canyons between the reefs and stuff. And this fucking Harbor seal comes up underneath us and just swims directly underneath us, maybe three feet deeper than, than we were looking straight up at us, like super curious, like swims around a bunch, kind of looks at us and then, and then takes off. The thing had a gigantic chunk missing out of its back. It had clearly gotten into a tussle with a shark at some point and you know got away but had this big gigantic like chunk missing out of its back that was all scarred over and shit it was wild but that was the only time i ever got nervous around one just because it was so big and the way they move in the water dude it's crazy how like they swim and they're just so agile and to see them in like their natural habitat was was super cool but um nah man they you know if anything they just swim around (laughs) check you out and go on their way they don't really care um but um, yeah, so I forgot to I forgot to mention that uh, yesterday, as we're going up the Crystal River towards the the Three Sisters Spring, yeah. um, we saw a manatee, a mother and her calf. Um, they there was like some people ahead of us in some kayaks, and they were like, uh, "Hey, there's a, there's a mother and calf coming towards you," and then like, boom, they were right under us, and they were like gone. Um, and they were actually moving at like a pretty decent little clip, but, uh, I guess it was like pretty rare or not rare, but like pretty early in the season. So, um, to be able, it was just like a sunny, beautiful day and, uh, you know, early season. So we weren't like, we were just more going to see the spring. So that was just like an added bonus to see the, the manatee because who doesn't, who doesn't want to see the manatees, you know? um prehistoric creatures dude well and oh i just learned they're no longer endangered they were endangered for a long time but now they're no longer endangered i just if you google i googled manatee endangered and it says the first thing that comes up manatee slash extinction status and then it says not extinct (laughs) (laughs) all right nice good to know um yeah, I mean, they're super cool too. The, I think they call them the cows of the sea. They used to be used to, uh, sailors used to mistake them for mermaids back when the Spanish were settling Florida and stuff. Um, cool. Animals. Jeez, uh, if they mistake, if they were mistaking a manatee for a mermaid, then uh, I really am curious as to what their uh, what their their correlation to 
to women was in terms of uh hey buddy you spend three months on a boat not knowing where the fuck you're going a manatee will look probably pretty good to you too yeah i guess so man um uh, i i do have uh, one note about last week's episode my apologies for the audio quality i i really didn't realize it when i was editing it but um you know one of the mics was quiet and i kind of figured out why so i boosted the volume Today, I just happened to go back and listen before we were doing this one, and the, the intro music almost blew my fucking eardrums out. So for anybody that, uh, that I affected your ears, my apologies. I, uh, I didn't even think about when I was boosting the volume what that would do uh, in post-production. But uh, unfortunately, we're not together anymore. We're back on Zoom, so the audio quality will be at least back to normal. And then the next time we get together, I know how to fix our problem. So we'll be all Gucci there. But um, I literally went and started the la- last week's episode and I was like, holy shit, man. Like I had to like take my headphones out for a second and then, and then turn the volume down. Um, good yeah, episode, well, guess what? Though. It was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hopefully someone will, will listen to it as they're driving to work and they're like, whoa, okay. I'm <laughs> yeah, wake up, wake up right up. <laughs> wake up right up. Um, the, uh, no, that's great, buddy. Yeah, your 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 um your Instagram story yesterday was it was fucking dope. I I haven't seen water like that. Oof, boy, been a long time. Um, the only the only water I've seen like that that I would compare that to would be, um, I went to uh we did a day trip to Portofino when I was in Italy in 2018, and that it's the Ligurian Sea. It's the Italian Riviera. That water was probably about as clear as that where like i don't it didn't have the same hue but you could see like you could probably see like 15 feet straight down the bottom oh oh, no problem you know it was wild how blue that little spring was yesterday i mean i've been crazy i've been in clear water but not like that that blueness or whatever Um, if if people didn't know any better it would have looked like you were like in the bahamas yeah well shit Maybe maybe I'll go to the Bahamas next. You know, I mean, yeah, you should go on a cruise too while you're at it. Um, no, no, not a cruise guy. Haven't we talked about that? On yeah, we did. We did, we did talk about that. Um, <clears throat> so what's uh, what's the plan while you guys are in Florida? Are you hanging out for a while? Um, is there uh, is there actually? Uh, so I'm hanging out, going to uh, going to get our, uh, or I'm going to get a colon hydrotherapy on uh the 5th of october so going to get my butt cleaned i'm pretty excited about that (laughs) Um, uh yeah so i guess basically just (laughs) sit on a uh on this like chair and and you gotta like from what i understand it's like a it's like the size of a straw and you gotta put it up your butt so that's gonna be uh very very interesting for me um, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know how it's going to go. I'm not really like a, I'm not good with stuff down there, you know? So it's, yeah. it's going <laughs> to be cool, but I mean, pretty sure it's, there's some awesome health benefits to it. Obviously. Um, I mean, I think the record for this, this place is that someone had like, 20, 26 pounds of shit that was extracted from their colon. Um, 
I'm hoping I'm not <laughs> at that level, but I wouldn't mind, you know, five pounds. Like, how cool is that? Five pounds of shit just pulled out of you. Everybody's got it. <laughs> and, 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 this, and this is the butthole cleaning section of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. Yeah, well. Hey, hey, especially as a guy, man, it's important as a guy. Prostate cancer, you know, uh, next month is, uh, you know, men's or a prostate cancer awareness month, men's health month. So, hey, man, take care of your butthole. You know, we, we all got to do it. And, you know, unfortunately, I think you and I are getting to the age where they say you should have a colonoscopy. So you're getting a head start by cleaning yours out, you know? Um. Yeah, I guess so, dude. It's... uh. Yeah, it's just a weird thought, but hey, we're 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 just truthful here on the, on the pod. So, if you had told me 31 weeks ago when we started this thing we were gonna get to a point where we were talking about getting your colon cleansed with hydrotherapy, I would have told you we're crazy. But I also probably would have told you we wouldn't have made it 31 weeks. So I guess uh, I guess I would have been wrong in both ways, but. Hey, Benny, you know, good for you, man. Health is wealth, and uh, you're getting your, your butthole cleaned out is, is, is good, I guess. Um, I'm glad that that's also the first thing that you brought up when I asked you if you had anything on your agenda for Florida. It's like, yeah, yeah, just going to go get my butthole cleaned, you know. I don't know, maybe <laughs> grab lunch one of these days. Like, well, hey, I guess, um, yeah, that, that is what is on my agenda right now for Florida. So after that, um, that's going down in Orlando yep. and, uh, then we're going down to West Palm beach and, nice. uh, going to hang down there for a while and then, uh, hopefully make a trip down the keys in the van, which, yeah, will be, uh, that, I mean, that would be, that would be fucking sick, huh? Uh, yeah, dude. So, um, but Hey, first, first gotta get a clean butt <laughs> florida's a big state man it's a long ride you gotta make sure you're nice and comfortable and your butthole's nice and clean um i think i'm just gonna name this episode butthole uh, <laughs> i look at all kinds of people listening for sure uh, <laughs> oh man that is uh that's something here i am i was trying to think today like eh, you know what could we talk about and Little did I know that 20 minutes into the show, we'd be talking about about getting hydrotherapy on your butthole. But, you know, that's the times we live in, I guess. Um, what I, it's funny because what I did want to talk about was not anywhere in that, that realm. Um, obviously, I'm sure you've been seeing, I'm sure everybody's been seeing that all over every form of social media out there is the ability to register to vote. Right. Like, I'm sure you've seen it. Right. Oh, yeah. I actually just I, it's so funny because. Uh, I was when I was in Jackson, it was always coming up like, Ben, have you registered in Wyoming yet or whatever? Yeah. And then when I I clicked, I went into like. Just I just clicked on the thing and I and I was just like, well, I'm not even from Wyoming, so right. I put in Connecticut. So now every time it logs on. It says, Ben, have you have you registered to vote in Connecticut? And uh, yeah, 
I don't know. It, it's pretty crazy. How, how the fuck does Instagram, how, how are they the voter? But I guess it's just directing you to the website. Well, so, so the reason, the reason I bring it up and the reason I found this interesting is I watched, uh, two weeks ago before we went to the night before I left to go up to Maine. Um, I watched a documentary called the social dilemma and it was all about, um, you know, how the major social media corporations use our data, you know, what they do to try and keep us, um, you know, keep us engaged on the apps, you know, how they tailor the content based on their algorithms to keep you on whatever Instagram, Facebook longer. So it really, if anybody has seen it, they know what I'm talking about. It's fucking terrifying. Like it's, they showed the suicide statistics for young girls and like the feelings of depression, anxiety that young girls are. And like, it's through the roof comparatively to, you know, say 10 years ago, but that led me to another documentary whose name has escaped me at the moment, but it was all about um, the usage of uh, online data in the last election um, and how, um, you know, this company, this for-profit company used data to help Trump win the election. Cam- by Cam- Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica. Analytica. Yep, exactly. Uh, thank you. I was blanking on that on their name as well, but it was exactly, it was fall. It was talking about Cambridge Analytica and how they used data to help Trump win the election. And so one of the interesting bits about it is that they, they said they have, I think this number is correct. 5,000 data points on every single person on social media without ever saying a word to you, they have 5,000 data points on you. And last year or two years ago, I guess data passed oil as the number one, um, most valuable asset on the planet. So part of me, and maybe this is tinfoil hat, Aaron was thinking like, okay, so all these apps that are like, you know, redirecting you to, to photo registration pages, like, are they harvesting your data to then send off to these corporations that are helping, you know, run the social media campaigns for Joe Biden and Donald Trump to help them win. And so like, I'm already a registered voter and, I, I recently, I registered to vote uh, last year when I got my license renewed. Um, and the only reason I registered was it was like $4 cheaper to get my license renewed if I, if I registered to vote. Um, so I don't need to register to vote, but like, I kind of get the feeling like that's why you're seeing it on every social media fucking platform. It's ridiculous, dude. You cannot go anywhere without being told to register to vote, which is Listen, it's your civic duty. If you feel strongly about one candidate and want to vote, by all means, go out and vote. But like, it is crazy to me that these companies that are famous for collecting your data are the ones that are telling you to go vote. It's just, it freaked me the fuck out this week. Yeah, I guess I, my, my thoughts are kind of like, um, think about, the demographic of people that are on social media, right? Yep. Younger, you know what I mean? Like, um, I would say like 10 years ago, the person that are the person that is on social media today, more than likely like 10 years ago would have been like too lazy to go vote. Right. So now it's just crazy. 
now it's just or like too lazy to go like register to vote. So now everybody's just got it like in their hands. Everybody's on social media. You know what I mean? Everybody's got an opinion these days. Um, you know, it, it's crazy. So to me, it's more like, well, you know, when we were growing up in like the MTV era, I, yeah. I specifically remember, and I'm only bringing this up because I, this is what I remember. I remember P. Diddy during mm -hmm. that Rock the Vote campaign. Rock the Vote, yeah. And it was, you know, all they're doing, you know what I mean? At that point in life, they are pushing mainstream artists. And at that time, they were trying to get people to go vote, right? Yep. Well, it's like now, you know, everybody's got a phone. Before it was like, you know, everybody's cooped up around the TV, but not really everybody's like watching TV necessarily. Sure. You know what I mean, now it's not, you're not like, I guess like you don't fit in unless you, like, if you, like, who doesn't have a cell phone nowadays? Like, I feel like that's like the number one thing to have, you know? Yeah. My 84 year old like, grandfather has an iPhone now. Right, right. That's what I mean. So it's like now here you have, oh, boom, before, you know, Rock the Vote, MTV, you know, whatever, like doing it at like music awards, all that kind of shit. But nowadays, it's just like, boom, right in front of you. Log on to Facebook. It's like, are you registered to vote? Log on to Instagram. Are you registered to vote? Um, Snapchat hasn't been infiltrated from what I, I understand. Um, Dude. Man, I, I got a lot of, I, I, that actually brings up more like in the conspiracy world. It's like, it's like you, you almost wonder if Facebook is just a government entity and they just, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is CIA and they said, all right, dude, we're just going to say you started this, but we really created this. And that's that because I've never seen so much government infiltration you know, to like, is Twitter, Twi it's, it's Facebook and Instagram. Is Twitter, Twitter doesn't have the sign up to vote thing. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't spend too much time on Twitter, but Instagram is owned by Facebook. So it would it right, make no, sense I mean. why, like, why that is, uh, but you're right. Yeah. I just opened Twitter and, you know, just scrolling through, there's, you know, nothing on here to vote. Meanwhile, I opened up Instagram cause I was going to bring something up at the top of the page. A tails, are you registered to vote in Connecticut? Register or change state? It doesn't even give me the option to say, yeah, I'm registered. Stop showing me this fucking bullshit. Then uh, a post from Barcel Outdoors where um, looks like a female elk is trying to hump a male elk. Um, and then the next one down is a sponsored post by Instagram, paid for by Facebook Inc. Get ready for election day. For official information from election authorities, uh, your, uh, your, your voting by mail information center. So within three seconds of going onto Instagram, I have two things telling me to vote. Um, now it is interesting though, because Cambridge Analytica basically said that they, that Facebook was one of the vehicles they used to help Trump win the election. So now this is just my interpretation of it. But when you look at 
the majority of the pages that are telling people to vote, you know, most of them are, are left-wing pages or left-wing people that are telling people to vote. So I kind of find it interesting that it's, it's you know, being promoted so vehemently on Facebook and Instagram who helped Trump win the election in 2016. And yet, like mostly left-wing people are the ones posting for people to go vote on these platforms that help the right wing win the last election. I just find that, you know, kind of, kind of interesting, but I also don't think a lot of people fully understand the political system and everything that goes into it. So. Yeah, man, it's fucking dumb. Really. It's just such bullshit. It's such Hollywood fucking drama, Hollywood theater. You know, it's not real. Like, not that, I mean, now it's like, as I as I grow older and and use my brain more and more and you know become more open minded and to things, it's like, you know, you wonder if if it ever has been, if it's ever not been the Hollywood you know theater, sure. but um, at this point, it's just like, it's just ridiculous, man. Like, you know, no, you're to- you're it, totally right. You're totally like, right. I mean- I, Honestly, you know, at this point, it's like Hollywood characters versus pedophiles in in fucking elections. Like, that's what it is, for real. Like, you know, it's like Donald Trump was a fucking reality TV star. Right. He's a business tycoon. He was a, he's, um, what do you call it? Like, like a known... Um, bankruptcy he like he's been through bankruptcy like however many times that like he's like good at it you know what i mean and then you have like you know it's like america the most bankrupt place in the world (laughs) it's like yeah fitting almost so then you got joe biden who's what then he was he's been in fucking the senate for 47 years right He's definitely going to fix the problem. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, like that's my biggest issue with it all, I guess. And like, and I, and I don't, and here we are talking about politics, but from a kind of a different perspective is that like, dude, like, you know, you have a, what, whatever Trump is 70 something and Joe Biden, who's 78 going to be 79 next year, deciding what's best for a country whose average age is significantly lower than that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I get with the presidency that there's a, um, you know, there's an age restriction as for running for president. And there's kind of like an unwritten age restriction in the sense that like, you know, since uh, JFK, you know, you have to be kind of an older person of paid your dues to be able to run for president or, or at least win the, the nomination. Um, and like, why is it that way? You know, don't you think that somebody who's maybe in their like early 40s would have a better idea of what the country actually needs than these two old guys who, you know, have been, you know, one guy, like you said, was a business magnate who, you know, you can argue about how good he actually was at it. And a guy who's been a career politician for forever, you know, and then you think about it, dude, like, okay, if I were to post a pro left wing Instagram story right now. I bet you I would lose some followers. If I were to post a, po- a pro right-wing Instagram story right now, I bet you I would lose a lot more followers. And like, 
the interesting thing about it, I had a friend who asked me this one time, we were talking about politics and he said, what in your day-to-day life has changed since Donald Trump has become president? I said, nothing. In reality, nothing has changed in my day-to-day life. In, the, in reality, in the grand scheme of things, nothing has changed in my life since Donald Trump has become president. The only thing I can say, and, and it's a negative thing, is that his tax laws directly affected me because my, in my business and the type of job I have, I had a ton of deductions that I could write off every year that once he changed his tax laws, I no longer met the deduction minimum to be able to write anything off. So I went from getting a $4,000 check back in my tax return to last year I got after I paid my accountant like $700. So like, if anything, the one major change I've had in my life since he's been president has been negative. And in reality, that's the way it always goes with the president. Like there aren't major changes in your life, but people spend so much fucking energy and mostly negative energy focusing on this shit. And it's like, why do you waste your time with it? You know what I mean? I mean, we all see it. It's all over social media and all these people that are just fucking posting nonstop about like either trying to make one side or the other look bad. It's like, dude, who cares? Why are you wasting so much fucking time with that? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. No, totally. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, shit, it's like, you know, time is energy and, uh, it's like you're wasting, wasting energy on, on pretty much uncontrollable shit. Like, you know, like we've said, this has been the weirdest year ever, um, probably that we'll ever see, um, and and I think it's just going to continue that way until, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the new norm. I don't know what like would stop this, like just the insanity. I feel like a lot of people though are waking up to, you know, what's kind of going on though. You know, at some point, you know, I feel like people are going to want their freedom back sort of like that's what this is kind of all about we're just like losing more and more of our freedoms taking they're taking more from us now in terms of taxes and all that shit yeah yeah get 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 busy living dude well yeah that's just it right especially when it comes to taxes i mean you know, obviously there was a big hullabaloo this week about, about Donald Trump. Um, you know, how he only paid $750 in income taxes and, you know, what, in whatever year they were talking about 2017, I think it was, which first of all, before we go any further, like people can be as upset about that as they want. And this is not me defending Donald Trump as a Donald Trump stan or supporter, but the simple facts of the matter is it's like, there are tax loopholes in this country. There are ways around paying income taxes and like they are available to fucking everybody. It is not just a millionaire billionaire thing, but because people don't want to take the time to educate themselves on how they can get around paying income taxes, they continue to pay income taxes and then they get upset when they see a billionaire not pay income taxes. So the amount of posts I saw about that and I just want to respond to every single one and be like, Hey, 
you don't have to pay income taxes either. There's ways around it. Um, but what yeah, were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say Jeff Bezos pays nothing in income tax. He's the richest man in the world. $202 billion. It, there, it's called, there are, it's called, there are a ton of it's ways called around it. Set up a fucking business in the Cayman Islands and then run your fucking company through the Cayman Islands and then fucking Oh dude there's all yeah, like if I you mean, if if you buy rental properties and you use if you need to borrow money and you take money out against your equity in your house you don't pay taxes on that. Like there's all kinds of ways around paying fucking income taxes. But um fuck I lost my train of thought. Donald Trump income taxes um Whatever, man. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It just, it really, really, at the end of the day, I, I think it's just a thing where people like the almost like escape from reality um, or, or they just don't want to focus on their own reality, whether their own reality is too boring or whatever. And so it's so much easier to follow the shit show that is like the American election. And like, I, you know, and, and Ben, it is like very easy for us to say, right. You know, we're white males from, I was just going to say that I was, I had this long talk with bunny, um, the other day and I was just like, um, I mean, call it what it is. Cause like, I didn't, you know, whatever choose where I was born or, sure. or anything like that. Genetic lottery. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And, uh, it, it's like, I have no, I have no reason to bitch or have an opinion about right. anything in life. Like I really don't. And I'm not trying to sound conceited. I'm not trying to sound arrogant. I'm not trying to sound anything. I'm saying there's a lot of people like, like me, a lot of people, you know what I mean? That sure. have no reason to be bitching. And yet it's like all anyone ever does. So. I definitely, we, we talked about that and like, just whatever. It's like, it is what it is, I guess. But, um, meaning in terms of like life, but, uh, you know, I know that I've made, you know, good choices, you know, for the most part. And, you know, I've stayed out of trouble. Um, I mean, you name it. So it's like, you know, I didn't set myself back, um, in any way and i'm not saying that it's bad if you do set yourself back but i'm just saying like there's nothing for me to be bitching about all i can do is keep you know being a you know whatever trying to be a good person being a good person um don't fucking break the law because that's you know is unfortunately you know that's that's the way down the fucking the spiral sure whatever you want to call it you know what i mean it's just it starts with you know it's like if i get pulled over right now they basically look at, you know I, knock on wood like i've never even gotten fucking a ticket because it's like if i get pulled over right now they look they, they go and look up my thing it's like i've never gotten a speeding ticket i, I have right you know broken no laws it's like you know if, if i get a whole list of shit going on they're gonna come back and be like dude fucking whatever here's your ticket but the, yeah. you know it's like they come back and they're like uh yeah man just just you know whatever use your blinker next time that was the last time i got pulled over actually i did i forgot to use my blinker and uh, yeah i, I you know I, I, cut, 
whatever. And I, I'm not – go ahead. You can talk. Well, I, I was just going to say, I think, you know, obviously, you know, you and I, like I said, we, we really did win the genetic lottery. I think about this a lot. You know, where you're born is totally random. And you and I were born to, you know, white middle-class families in a very educated liberal part of the country. Um, you know, a part of the country that's always been liberal and has always been educated. And, you know, on top of that, if that wasn't enough, we were both born to good families, you know, people who taught us values. Like in our, you know, in our household, it was never like explicitly said, like, you know, you have to be respectful of minorities and women and anything like that. But it was like, you know, drilled into us that like, you know, just don't be an asshole, respect everybody, you know, you have no reason to disrespect anybody. And that's kind of just the way I viewed it as I've gotten older is that like, you know, and I've said it before is like, if, if what you're doing does not affect my life or my day to day, I don't give a shit what you do, man. And like, you know, I have all the respect in the world for random strangers. Like I said, unless you give me a reason not to respect you, not to trust you, or to, to view you in a negative light, like I'll always respect you. I have no reason not to, you know, it's just ELE, man. Everybody love everybody. I don't understand why we have to make everything so divisive and, you know, everything has to be politicized in this huge fucking ordeal. Like it's, it's designed this way. Everybody, they want us torn apart. You know, a united front is stronger than a divided country that, you know, leans on one side or the other. It's, it's a fucking joke. People should stop wasting their energy on it. But here we are wasting energy on it, you know, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, in a way, but, you know, I, it also needs to be talked about. You know what I mean? It's like if you go to a to class or whatever and your teacher doesn't ever bring it up. Not that we're teachers, but I mean. Yeah, we kind of are. Know, yeah, we are. Professor I mean, Emeritus, sure. you I know. Mean, I, 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 I was a coach for, you know, two years. That's a teacher. It's like, no, I'm serious. It's like, whatever. It's just like, then I fucking quit because <laughs> it was a nightmare. But that's because, uh, you know, people are being fed the American bullshit, man. It's got to wake up. Just got to wake up. Just got to wake up. Well, listen, I don't think we should keep going any further because this will turn negative in what has been an overall positive, uh, positive uh, uh, ex- uh, podcast. Jesus, I almost said positive experience. Um, so why don't we bring it to a close on episode 31 of the Sunday Conversation podcast, uh, the asshole episode, um, and, and not the, the good uh, asshole, the butthole episode, I should say. Um, but Benny, great chat. Feels a little weird not being in front of you anymore, but, uh, you know, soon enough we'll be back together and cooking again. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. And it, it made it all the better uh, being there. But also, you know, uh, look at that. I guess it is getting towards the end of the episode. I'm, I'm, ya- I'm yawning <laughs> over here. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, it'll make it all the better, you know, when, when we do uh, rendezvous again. So, um Hey, keep that chin up, buddy. My man. Oh, subscribe, rate, review. Fucking rights. Almost forgot. Um, but I'll uh, I'll catch up with you soon, pal. Love you. Love you, dude.